KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Being resourceful isn't a skill when you don't have money. It's a necessity. Diana Benavides grew up on both sides of the border. Sometimes she lived with her parents and brother in Tijuana, but she spent a good chunk of her childhood living with her grandpa in Chula Vista. That's a city just a few minutes north of TJ. She didn't have much growing up, but she did have access to a lot of stuff, piles and piles of stuff. Her grandpa had a hard time throwing things away. He's a hoarder, but he, he saved a lot of weird objects for me to play with like create little things. It's in my nature to be resourceful and like to be, to, it, you know, growing up, whatever I wanted to make, it had to be out of what I had accessible. Diana's knack for turning things she has into new things she wants followed her into adulthood. She's an artist now, and her thriftiness led her to using an odd medium for making art, piñatas. Yep, those piñatas. The kind you see at kids' birthday parties. The kind that kids bash until they break open so they can get the candy inside. The cardboard, the tissue paper, the glue that makes it all stick together. Those are materials Diana could easily find or afford. But when Diana makes piñatas, they aren't meant to be broken. They get put on pedestals. They become sculptures meant to provoke conversations. Giant tampons an oversized can of pepper spray, a drone. Diana's aren't your average piñatas. I like the idea of challenging that traditional view of the piñata because, like I said, it's a blank canvas. You can, you can do so much with it. You can make a, a Frankenstein drone. You can, you know... Is that a giant maxi pad over there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alan Lilienthal, and you're listening to Only Here a KPBS podcast about the place where San Diego and Tijuana meet. Today, KPBS podcast producer Kinsey Moreland has a story about an object typically known for its destruction, not creation. Only here can you find a San Diego artist packing piñatas with political messages instead of candy. More after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Deanna Benavides lives in a tiny studio apartment in University Heights. Her bed takes up most of the livable space. But she's managed to carve out some room in one corner of her apartment for art making. The piñata she sculpted into a drone hangs over her dining room table. Work as a, uh, little, like a little, little fans right now, but it creates movement, an illusion that flies. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, so there's no drone inside. It's just uh, it's a cardboard structure with wiring that, that um, it's... Uh, 
powered by electricity because so far it doesn't fly. I haven't gone there that far yet, but hopefully someday it will fly. But so, um, but right now, you know, we we have we create movement through electricity. The propellers move once it's plugged into the to the wall. Right next to Deanna's bed is a pinata shaped like a giant maxi pad. There's also a big tampon, a can of mace, and smaller pinata teapots too. They're all sculptures she made for various art exhibitions and projects. Um, I make I make it out of you know cardboard cardboard tissue paper. I use um, duct tape, and at times I'll use um, glue gun uh, silicone. And um, essentially, I I don't like to plan my piñatas that much. I I just kind of go with my intuition and what feels right. I need, um, I use X-Acto knife, a combination of X-Acto knife and scissors. Diana grew up a binational baby. She lived in Tijuana when she was young, but her parents wanted her to learn English and go to a better school, so they sent her to live with her grandpa in Chula Vista. Her brother has autism, so he stayed in Tijuana so his mom could take better care of him. But Deanna missed her parents and her brother, so she crossed the border into Tijuana to see them on weekends, holidays, and summers. Sometimes she would cross the border multiple times a day. Spending so much of her life in a cross-country commute wasn't easy. She says she never felt fully American or fully Mexican. She was neither, or both. It was confusing. It's really hard to explain what it's like to live across borders, like having to deal with these, with these challenges. I mean, I Deanna ended up spending elementary school in Chula Vista, but by middle school, her parents separated. And then 9-11 happened. After the divorce, she wanted to help her mom more with her brother. But the attacks on 9-11 completely changed the border-crossing experience. Security got tighter. Lines got way longer. Crossing multiple times a day just took too much time. She says she hated the way border agents and all the security cameras made her feel after 9-11. She says she felt the darker your skin, the more questions or hassle you got at the border. I feel like every time I'm trying to cross, I feel automatically as a suspect just for being myself, just from being from Mexico. I feel like I'm going into this um, interrogation that I have to prove that I'm harmless, you know. So. She made the choice to move back to Tijuana to be with her family and go to school there. And that transition was rough. You know, studying so many years in, in, in the U.S. and then going to Mexico and having classes that are full in Spanish and then you're exploring Mexican history. And then, you know, it's just, uh, it can be a little challenging um, for me to, to, to feel that I fully understand anything. <laughs> Like, it's still a challenge for me. I feel like I'm still uh, trying to be fluent in Spanish, which I am fluent, but, you know, I do not speak proper Spanish. Like, I wish I could. Um, so um, I did all middle school down there, which was really a really exciting time for me. I, I was able to grow up in the, you know, underground culture and the punk rock DIY, you know, uh, you know groups. Punk rock became Deanna's life. And it was about way more than just the music. 
the punk subculture in Tijuana changed how she looked at the world, made her rebel against consumerism and capitalistic culture. And punk also introduced her to the whole do-it-yourself mentality. She didn't have any money, but it didn't matter. She could make or find most of what she needed. Skinny jeans, for example, those didn't exist back then. So punk rock kids like Deanna made regular jeans into skinny jeans themselves. I remember one time I, I, I made these really tight jeans and I wanted to catch a bus. And it was the most challenging thing because I was running with my legs fully stretched, not being able to bend them to like <laughs> catch the bus. <laughs> so, all in the name of fashion. All in the name of fashion, for sure. When she was 11, Diana got hired at a doceria, or a Mexican candy store, down in Tijuana. She worked at the counter, but also helped the owner make some of the piñatas they sold. Diana says she loved everything about the piñata-making process. The smell of the glue, the sound of the tissue paper, the repetitive process of gluing strips of tissue paper onto the cardboard. Her life at the time was pretty chaotic, but inside that candy store making piñatas, her mind could focus on other things or just go quiet for a while. It just makes me, it relaxes me when I put on the paper when I'm creating these shapes. I just mostly do them in silence. Sometimes I'll talk to myself. (laughs) I'll just uh, question things, you know, because I think that for me, um, being able to question everything is, it's beautiful. The one thing she didn't like about piñatas, the one thing she could never get used to, was their inevitable destruction. She loves piñatas and hates that their sole purpose is to be destroyed. To me, it always felt like a waste of, um, of labor, in a way. I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm obviously aware that piñatas are, you know, used and sold for the purposes of breaking them, but I always felt like there, there was something more that you can do with that. Okay, it's time for a break. When we come back, Kinsey talks to Diana about how her experience crossing the border with increased security and surveillance, plus her time making piñatas in that candy store, and her love for all things punk, ended up shaping her future as an artist. But the whole art thing didn't really click until Diana got in a car accident. Stick around. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. After middle school, Diana took a test to get into the best high schools in Tijuana. She didn't pass. Her mother knew that sending Diana to any other high schools there meant she likely wouldn't end up going on to college. So her mom packed up their life and moved the whole family back to Chula Vista so Diana could go to a better school. 
the move was bittersweet. Here's Kinsey and Diana again. Yes, and very, and I feel very privileged for for the opportunity to have that, you know. Um, especially, I mean, Tijuana is not far from here, but you know, it is a change. It it was for me. It was leaving, you know, where I was living, my friends, a boyfriend I had. I had like 20 cats down there, you know, having to leave everything and 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 start all over again and you know, try to speak English now. I mean, I spent so many years not speaking English down in, T- in Tijuana that I was very insecure and anxious about starting again here. Diana was still deep into punk and gravitated toward a rough crowd. But knowing that her mom had moved the family to another country just so she could succeed kept Diana in line. Her friends didn't have that same sort of inner sense of duty to succeed. Some dropped out, some went to the learning center, some went to juvie. Diana graduated high school and eventually got into UC San Diego. It's a good school with a great visual arts program. The school is more conceptual than technical, though. She says her professors spent a lot of time teaching her how to think critically about art, rather than how to actually make art. She struggled to find a style of art that clicked with her. Nothing she made felt right. But a car accident changed that. Diana completely destroyed her mom's car. So she had to spend the summer working long hours to pay to help her mom get it fixed. And all that work didn't leave her much time to do the things most women in their 20s do. She was instead stuck at home or working. Her creativity actually grew from pure boredom. It was a very lonely, terrible summer. And um, somehow, I don't know how it came up, but I started making a piñata. I made a piñata, I think the first one was a, a toilet a toilet paper roll. I saw this, um, you know, those tubes that, that where you have wrapping paper uh, around, the little inner tube. And for some reason I was like, imagine, you know, I could make a toilet paper piñata out of this and then I just started making one and then suddenly because it was so affordable to make them I was making one every day for like two weeks and that's how my first series Race in Chula Juana came up because they're all objects that reminded me of like growing up with my grandfather you know there's things like um bottles like pill bottles you know those orange ones my grandfather saved them um, saved a lot. He was a hoarder, but he he saved a lot of weird objects for me to play with, like create little things, um, and so <laughs> you know th- things like that or like red lipstick. I remember back in the day, like and when I was growing up, I would think that only older women would wear red lipstick. I could associate it with my mom, my aunts, you know, um, and a lot of analog objects that I have in the in the piñata series also reminded me of growing up in Chula Vista and Tijuana. Mm-hmm. The collection of piñatas she ended up with at the end of the summer became her first ever body of artwork. She called it Raised in Chulawana and showed it at an art show at her school. And people dug them. She ended up selling five of her piñatas, and one to a professor of hers. And that teacher told her he expected to make some money off the piñata in the future, once Deanna became a rich and famous artist. 
pinata art is now Deanna's jam. She's building a name for herself, becoming more and more known and involved in the San Diego art scene. She works in series, so she builds a collection of related pinatas meant to tackle big topics like feminism or heartbreak. And her pinata drone project explores what it's like living next to a militarized border. When she shows the drone, she puts a phone inside of it and then streams the live video it's taking to her Pinata Drone Project Facebook page. She also projects a video she captured at the border. It's a drone that's staring at you. You are staring at the drone without knowing that there's a camera inside the drone that's been broadcast to a page, a Facebook page, that anyone can check you out, like everyone can see you, what's happening. And in the background, you, um, you see the projection of um, actual footage of the wall. Um, not live, but it's, you know, from one of the times that I've gone down and just sat down and recorded everything I see, all the interactions, human interactions with the wall. Um, but we see in the projection, we see people on the Mexican side looking through the wall like to the other side, to the U.S. And then you see Border Patrol agents watching, watching the people on the Mexican side. Then we are watching the Mexican people. So it's like all this like really, you know, being watched. You know, what Art is-, is meant to provoke thought and conversation. Piñatas are kitschy. They're not like a painting or a delicate sculpture. And while some in the art world might turn up their noses at piñatas, Deanna says they actually work really well when it comes to getting people to think and talk about things. She says now that President Donald Trump has declared a national emergency to fund a border wall, now that troops are being sent back and forth to the border, now that immigrant caravans continue to make headlines and spark controversy, she says now is the time to talk about the border and what it's like for the people who live here. Piñatas are approachable and kind of funny. So people's first reaction is to laugh at her sculptures. But then they start talking. The drone plays as a, an object to kickstart conversations. I like to always learn about people's experiences living here in San Diego, Tijuana, whether it's like you've never crossed the border, but how are you affected by the proximity of the border? And then people on the other side, how are they also ex- affected? What are they, their, their experiences? I mean, some are very complicated. Some people forget that there is a border, you know? And, you know, some people are are so afraid even thinking about going down there. And and, and that's also something that I'm curious about. But essentially, what I hope to accomplish with this project is to talk about all these complexities, these tensions. It goes from talking from a physical border that divides land to other borders that divide people, culture, etc. Art can take itself so seriously. Yeah, the topic of the border is serious and contentious, but piñatas aren't. Back when Deanna's family was split between two countries, back when she would sometimes cross the border multiple times a day, One of the bright spots of her commute were the colorful piñatas, the ceramic picky banks, and other kitschy art that people sell at the border. They were bits of color and silliness surrounded by the drab, concrete, and gray infrastructure that makes up the port of entry. 
If nothing else, Deanna says she makes piñata art to brighten up people's days, even if it's just for a second. Yeah, definitely. I see a lot of joy. I see. I, I think that's what I like about my work because, like I said, people are associate associates this this object with something happy, with happiness and like celebration. Kind of a violent way to celebrate a birthday, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. First is like people laugh, then. It always, almost 100%, no, not almost, but almost 80%, people will say something about their lives that relates to that object. And that's what I like, and that's what I enjoy from my work. And usually when I have work, I I try not to talk about it much, what it means to me, what what it, it represents, um, because I like listening to people's stories. Next time on the podcast, a story about students who cross an international border for their education and a teacher who's trying to better understand them. Having to do that every single day, like that starts to weigh on you and it starts to have bigger implications on your identity and how you view yourself, how you view where you come from, um, what opportunities are available to you. Because like, if I wanted to go to college, it was just going to be a little bit harder than for all the kids that lived in San Diego, you know? Only here can you find students navigating one of the busiest border crossings in the world just to get to school. Only Here is a KPBS podcast hosted by me, Alan Lilienthal. It's written and produced by Kinsey Moreland. Emily Jankowski is the technical producer. Lisa Morissette and John Decker are the executive producers. Sarah Anderson is our student assistant. KPBS podcasts are made possible by listeners like you. Help us keep the border stories coming and go to kpbs.org to make a donation or become a member today. Thank you. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota. Let's go places.